This, 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 this is Fight Disciples. Welcome to podcast episode number 760. We are the Fight Disciples. This is your MMA preview for the fights that are coming up this weekend from the UFC Apex. Before we get stuck into it, please subscribe to us. You can do it via our website, fightdisciples.com. All the audio feeds under the sun are there. Uh, and we're also on YouTube as well, where you can find us on the Fight Disciples. Thank you very much. If following the show that we did earlier on in the week, that you went across to YouTube from your audio feed and went, yeah, go on then. I don't really watch them because they've got faces for radio, but I'll hit the subscribe button anyway. It just helps with the, uh, with our visibility on that platform and we're trying to grow on YouTube. So if you could do that, I know that you you might not ever use it, but if you could just subscribe to us on YouTube, that'd be absolutely fantastic. Uh, if we just Do us get... a favour as well. Grab your partner's phone just while you're listening to this or your work colleague, someone sitting next to you on the factory line or in the office and just snap a their phone for a second. Go on their YouTube, subscribe to us on their YouTube as well. If your kids have got iPads, subscribe to us on the kids' no. iPads. No, no, because then the kids will click the notification and then they'll see yours effing and jeffing. Don't do that. Don't put us on the kids' That's stuff. Well, it's a life lesson. It's stuff. a life lesson. But, well, it's it, not a life lesson. When I say kids, I mean your, your little kids. They should have YouTube Junior anyway. So I mean, I mean, you're slightly old. You're teenagers. You're teenagers. Get mm. the iPads. Subscribe to the lads. Come on, man. We need to. We need to break thirty thousand subscribers. Get in there. That is a close. scratch on what we do in the audio. So come on, man. Where are you? Get on there, subscribe to the lads. Don't have to watch us. I don't blame you. Look at the kip of us. But it just helps with the old visibility, kids. Come on, we don't ask you to do much. Give it this seven years now. Giving you nothing but gold in your ears. We've been coming in your ears three or four See, times a week. That's why that is why years. we can't be on a kid's iPad because of what you've just said. Fucking idiots. <laughs> um when you did you wear yourself when you got back from Vegas? Oh, did I fuck, mate? You don't have to wear yourself when you know your underpants are getting tight. You know what I mean? Never mind your trousers. <laughs> Vegas is abusive, man. Honestly, it's like it's like physical abuse to your body. I had to buy a pair of swimming trunks when we were in Vegas, thirty-six waist, because my thirty-four waist were cutting into me. It's a horrific state of affairs. So yeah, and you know what? Now I can't stop eating. So I need to, oh, mate. I need to get a grip on my life. You've no, you, do you know something? What I've noticed about you, you've absolutely zero discipline, haven't you? I like, am, like proper zero discipline. I watch you sometimes and I think, why are you doing that? You don't need to do that. It's you've trained yourself, right? 12 o'clock I'm eating, <laughs> but are you hungry? No, nope. don't know. I'm just eating anyway. Cause the clock's gone off. I'm in. <laughs> I just never like to turn down a meal, you know. And to be fair to Vegas, just to you, know, you, know, you never turn down airplane food ever. No, mate, they never. bring all sorts of shit out on the airplane, and you're just going, yeah, 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 mate. On that Bring flight on the way home, on the flight Bring on the way home, you were asleep. I got your meal and ate that as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you love that girl. Yeah, put it down. Yeah, it's free in it. Yeah, it. exactly, exactly. It's free. But the, the worst thing about Vegas is over the last 20 years I've been going, when I first went, all the casinos and all that, it was all just like $6 buffet. Like, pay six bucks, go in, 
eat as much food as you want. That's what yeah. Vegas used to be. Every casino had these buffets for cheap. I remember when I did Mayweather versus um, Mayweather versus Mosley. I went in the day of the fight and I, I paid six dollars, and that's a massive place of fucking uh, muscles and prawns, and then was shitting through the eye of a needle on fight night, <laughs> sick as a dog. Honestly, after the fight, it went the distance as well. Of all the fights to go the distance, I end, I had to rush back to the hotel, and I was literally like the crying game, just sitting in the corner of the of the shower, just shit coming out my ass and everything. It was horrific. Anyway, there's a nice picture for you for the weekend, but. The beauty of Vegas today, 20 years later, is there is none of them buffies anymore. There's just like Wolfgang Pucks and there's amazing steakhouses and soul kitchens. The food in Las Vegas over the last two decades has gone from shite to exceptional. Absolutely yeah. exceptional. And that makes you it worse. You can still get shite. You can still get a bit of shite. Oh, yeah, if, if you want. But, you know, that, but that makes it worse everywhere you go. There's quality food on offer. So, you know. You're eating five times a day, aren't you? There's nothing yeah, you can oh, do. That's, yeah, but it's that's not what I asked you. That's not what I asked you at the start of this, was it? Vegas, I get it, because we're all on the same thing, man. Mate, we have every every year, every time we go back to Vegas, we always go to that place. Don't announce what the place is. We might have already announced it in previous shows, right? But I'm trying to keep it a secret because I don't want too many people to take over the place for the greatest shepherd's pie in the world, right? Oh, it is very good. We did so announce we, where it was. People know where it was, but yeah. Right. But anyway, we go to this particular place for the. I know that sounds weird because you're in Las Vegas and it's 45 degree heat, but we did. But we went in. <laughs> yeah. A few pints. We introduced Bispin to it. Bispin even said, fucking hell, this is the greatest shepherd's pie in the world of all time, mate. <laughs> so we're all in on that. We eat good. You go out, you eat good. I get that. I was asking you the question about coming home, right? The reason why, the reason why I brought this up, right? I told you that I was going to do this when we were, when we were away. Because George Saint Pierre is a is a big advocate of the of the water fast, isn't it? Mm -hmm. The full on water fast and how much how much you can drop in a, a short period of time, and obviously it recalibrates your body, recalibrates your metabolism, and gets you flying. Sorry that we started the MMA show today on the on on, so on the diet. Just, so just to let people know, is this twenty four hours and nothing but water? Yeah. Right. So I've done. I did thirty six hours, nothing but water, because like 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 you. When come back, when I got on the scale this? this week. When? What day? I was with you on uh, Monday morning. You hadn't done it then. No, because I was flying back. I've done it. I've, I've literally just fit. Well, I haven't even finished it. I'm going to finish it at, uh, straight after this show because I'm going to eat after this show. Right? So you haven't eaten since Tuesday? Yeah, I had a meal Tuesday. Yeah. Okay. Right? How'd you feel? So, mate, I feel fucking unreal. To be fair, my cock. Me, uh, I, <laughs> What's happened to your cock? The world needs to know. You've been on nothing but water for 36 hours. What has happened to your palace? <laughs> Come on, tell us. I was going to say my normal coffee intake is what I was going to say. I can't normally survive without a coffee in the morning, but obviously on this, you're not allowed to have one. It's got to be... Oh, so you're not even drinking... Any kind of lit, it's just H2O. Water. There's no tea bag yeah. in there. There's no spoonful of coffee. No, just oh, water. Right. Okay. That's, all you, that's all you're supposed to do, right? Okay. Anyway, this morning, felt fucking wired, mate. Absolutely wow. wired. Heightened senses in my brain. Heightened uh, senses in your body. Anyway, on Monday when we got back, 
Yeah. I got on this. I got on the scale, and I was at uh, one seventy nine. Now I know that doesn't sound massive. One seventy nine. No, it doesn't. Shit. One seventy nine. But no. But normally, <laughs> I'm walking around at one seventy one, one seventy two. So obviously, I put on half a pound, right? Yeah. Sorry, eight pound, half a stone, eight pounds. Yeah. Is yeah. What I put on. Mm-hmm. Mate, this morning got on the scale. A bit well, well to wait. I reckon. I reckon I could fucking go. I could go further back. I could go even further. You're not, it, you're not. You're not feeling hungry. No. What do you mean? Just no. We just, no. We just. We just. We just, rec- we just recorded the boxing show, haven't we? Yeah, but that, that doesn't mean hungry you weren't hungry. That. You're not getting. What about your stomach? Aren't you getting any stomach cramps? Is your stomach not no. rumbling? Water. Drink water. A lot. A lot of it, right, comes down to people thinking that they have to eat. Food. Like my daughter yesterday. Yeah. The minute she walks through the door from school, can I have a snack? No, you can't have a fucking snack, right? This isn't the snack house. Have a, have a glass of water. Because obviously I was in the mode of doing the water thing. And she's like going, a glass of water? I said, have a glass of water. And I bet you it sorts you out. So I made her drink a glass of water. Five minutes later, I said, are you hungry? She went, no. And I went, exactly. It's psychological, mate. It's here. It's like fucking post-war Britain in your house. <laughs> <laughs> Poor kids in the workhouse. <laughs> <laughs> Cabbage water for the tea and all that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Tell your lads, get do yourself a water diet. You'll feel brand new. No. Jerky, you could do it. <laughs> no, I don't want to do it. I'd Why? rather be fat. I'd rather be fat and happy. Yeah, but you, you you're not you you're not fat. I'm just saying, <clears throat> if you've put weight on from the Vegas thing, do your water diet, and you'll be you'll be sweet as an up within uh, 24, 36 hours. You'll be back in the game. You're not going to do it here. No, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to do that. I might try. Could you do it with beer? Was that <laughs> would that not work? Drink nothing but beer for 24 hours. That I could do. I could I could try that. Oh, actually, waiting. <laughs> Driving to uh, driving to South Wales tomorrow. No, yeah. can't do it. I'm busy. I'll okay. try it next week, maybe. The beer diet, that is. Not There's no... All oh, right, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Anyway, just thought to let you in on that. Um, obviously, I got that off George St. Pierre's Instagram. Brand new, mate. Brand new. Anyway, fights this weekend. Mm-hmm. Holly Holm, Myra Bueno Silva. Holly Holm now is 41 years of age. This is all taking place at the uh, the Apex. Um, you know what this is, don't you? Go on. Holly Holm versus Bueno Silva is the shootout to face <laughs> the return of Ronda Rousey. It's happening, kids. I told you it was going to happen, and it is happening. That's what Did this you see is. Chelsea, Chelsea Chandler's on this card at the weekend. She was uh, addressing the media at the uh, at the Apex this week. <clears throat> And she said, uh, I've heard that Ronda Rousey's coming back. And I went, fucking hell. There's another one. There's another fight disciple. Where's that come from? <laughs> you made something up about two months ago and everybody's now jumping all over it. There's so much traction with it as well. It's amazing. Mate, it's I mad. It. It's become, it's but become can, can I just say, for those that have never watched us before or listened to us before, he said this and made this up before Ronda left the WWE. He said, Ronda Rousey's going to come back. 
for the anniversary show, either the 30th anniversary show in November or UFC 300. She will be back on one of those cards, and I just pissed myself at him. About two weeks later, Ronda Rousey leaves the WWE. So I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> then everybody's going wild on it. The whole world seems to now. Like we were in Vegas last week, and people are going, fucking hell, it's, you know, Ronda might be coming back. And I'm like, going, stop it. He made it up. He made it up. <laughs> But now no. even Ronda's thinking, I might come back. <laughs> Mega. See? Make oh, it up. What, what's that word? Imagine it, visualise it, make it mate, reality or whatever. Mate, you, your best mate's be a lad that says it at the start of his bloody podcast every single week. Believe, conceive, achieve. achieve. He says it every bloody week. <laughs> there you go. I believe yeah. Ronda's conceived. Yeah. Together we will achieve. But that's what this is. I think this, genuinely, this fight is, you know, very much for Holly Holm anyway. We know the bantamweight title belt is now vacant. Amanda Nunes has retired from the sports. Holly Holm is ranked, what, number three in this weight division. So she's pretty much in pole position to fight for the belt. How do you make it sexy? With all due respect to Jessica Penne and, and, and some of the other girls at the top, it's not exactly super sexy. Ronda coming back, fighting for the vacant belt, doing Ronda things. Getting the opportunity to get revenge over the biggest, still probably the biggest knockout, arguably the biggest shock, the biggest underdog story in the history of the UFC women's divisions. Mate, it just all aligns. It all aligns perfectly. But first and foremost, Holly Holm's got to win this weekend. She's got to come through against Bueno Silva. Don't know if she will, though. I like Bueno Silva. I think she's a good fighter, man. Really yeah, capable. Very good. Very good. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Grapple heavy. Um, I don't think she's going to stand and try and bang with uh, Holly Holm. If you look at if you look at Holly, she's forty one years of age now, right? And that's no slight on her. She keeps herself in great shape. She's still absolutely uh, technically very very good. Um, but she hasn't had a finish since twenty seventeen. Everything that she's had victory wise has come via decision, of course. Um, and even when she loses, it normally goes the distance. There's only uh, Amanda Nunes that flattened her in that period of time since uh, her last her last finish. If you look at Silver, she's 10 years younger than Holly. And she's a sub-specialist, mate. She's on a nice yeah. little tour at the moment. Last couple of times out, she's taking arm bars. She's taking knee bars. She's very creative with the stuff that she's that she's putting out there. She'll be licking her chops at this because she knows where Holly's strengths are. Holly's strengths are on the feet. Uh, if you get hold of Holly and get her on the deck, there's a real opportunity that you can, uh, that you can create something. Um, so... That's how I'm anticipating this fight to to play out. I'm, I'm, I'm within the first five minutes. I'm anticipating uh, Silver to be to be looking for some type of takedown and getting into some type of grappling exchange. Yeah, but you know Holly Holm's got outstanding takedown defense as well. You know, if you're she has losses, there's no offensive grappling there though. Really, is there? I mean, no. yeah, she 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 has the stuff to keep it on the feet. I get I get what you're saying. She has only been submitted once in her entire career. You know, so. It's not like she's got a hole in a game. And that was like Misha Tate, and that was a billion years ago. In fact, that was the fight after Ronda Rousey. She got submitted by Misha Tate and lost the world title. Then she went into a fight with Valentina Shevchenko, arguably the most technical fighter in women's MMA. She lost that by points decision. Then she jumped up to featherweight, lost to Jermaine Durandame for the first ever UFC featherweight title fight, I think that was. Then she had the loss against Chris Cyborg, still up a featherweight. Then she comes back down to a natural weight division. 
Then she loses to Amanda Nunes, probably the best bantamweight female fighter we've ever seen. And in, you know, in the middle of all this, she's got a couple of wins as well. Now she's been on a she won a decent run of wins. I know one she's won three of her last four. And the one she lost against Caitlin Vieira. Um, she deserved to lose. I'll give you that. But it, it was a split decision. You know, it was a close fight. It was a five round. And that's one thing where Holly Holm's got the advantage in this fight. She's very experienced. She's well used to being main events in big main events, never mind Apex cards. She's well experienced over five rounds as well. Um, and, and I think this is the perfect, and again, not to keep banging the drum, it's the perfect fight prior before a fight with Ronda. Get in there with a girl that's in good form and is a submission specialist. You navigate that. It's the perfect warm-up to go, right, bring back Ronda Rousey. Because Ronda ain't going to come back with all this, is she? <laughs> that absolutely atrocious. Uh, no, she's going to armbar. That's what she's she's going to come back and go, I'm going to try and rip someone's arm off and just do what I used to do. So I, I think it's the perfect set. Mate, oh, I would fucking love Ronda to, to be back. Love it. Absolute nightmare interview. Nightmare interview. Nightmare all week, but just a savage. I want old school Ronda. That's what I want. Yep. Old school Ronda, baby. That's all we'll get because there is. she's not going to come back and try and box anybody. She's going to come back. She's going to use the wrestling that she'll have, you know, earned the stripes with in WWE. I know it's a little bit of a dance, but still the training she would have done would have been a lot of hip tosses and throws and suplexes, very physical, very upper body strong. So she's fit as a fiddle right now, Ronda. And if she comes back, all she's got to do is close the distance, get a hold of Holly, and Holly's going for a ride, and then she's in Ronda's world. So, honestly, I, I know it sounds a bit mad, <laughs> but I can genuinely see this playing out. And you hear, the, you hear the here first. Oh my! He did hear it here first because he made it up, and the world has <laughs> now made that put it into the reality. It's actually <laughs> going to happen. <laughs> uh, the co-main event at the Apex this weekend is Albert Duryev against uh, Junyong Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, Duryev's an odd one. Yeah, yeah it, is, it is good. Duryev's an odd one, though, because he's, what is he? Two and one in the UFC. He's had more cancelled bouts than actual fights that he's had. Um, he's still looking for a finish in the UFC, even though outside the UFC, he was uh, quite finish happy. Um, and Junyong... Mate, he's very well-rounded Korean. Very, very well-rounded. He's won five of his last six, mm-hmm. subbed his last two. I think yeah. Duryev's in for a fucking tough night. I really do, mate. I, th- I think uh, I think Park's in a really good space right now. Yeah. Uh, yes, I think, listen, I, I really rate Park. You know, he's an absolute monster. What do they call him? The Iron Turtle. You know, he's a fucking absolute beast of a man. Um, he ran into um, our mate, didn't he? Gregory Rodriguez. Rodriguez yeah, is I- the one, the one out of the six, he's the one that beat him. Robocop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, he, and he's a serious dude. But last two, he's coming off the back of two rear naked chokes. He looks so physically strong. He's well-versed now to fighting at the apex. And he's got real momentum behind him. But Duraev is being put in this position for a reason. You know, outside of the UFC, Duraev was a superstar. He was a champion in ACB before he came over to the UFC. Yes, yeah. he's lost one in the UFC. But if you remember that fight with Yaki and Buckley, is he got stopped by the doctor? Is I got swollen shut? Um, and listen, that was due to strikes from Joaquin Buckley as I closed, but he never got knocked out. He never got, you know, TKO'd. He got stopped by the doctor because his eye swelled up and he couldn't see. So 
you know, that's I don't think that will have derailed Durayev's confidence in any way, shape, or form. Anyone can catch a bum in the eye and it can ruin your night. So um I'm fascinated by this fight. I like the fact that it's co-main events. They aren't necessarily two big names, I'll give you that. But they're both guys with real momentum and real talent, and they're both fucking big silverback gorillas, aren't they? They're just two big hulking strong men that are going to clash in the middle of the octagon. Yeah. Uh, Terence McKinney's on it as well, mate. And he's in a weird situation. Um, because when he jumped into the UFC, he took on uh, Matt Fravola, knocked him out in seven seconds. That's an outstanding victory. The steamroller Fravola getting chinned in seven seconds. And okay, people might go, well, that's a bit of a lucky shot. But no, there was a lot of hype from Terence McKinney coming into the UFC and he absolutely lived up to it on his UFC debut. Um, but since then, he has suffered a couple of bumps. He seems a bit yeah. susceptible to the old flying knee, doesn't he? Um, and the kid that he's fighting this weekend, he's on a bit of a turry Sadikov. He uh, he won his UFC debut, but outside of the UFC, he's a, he's a bit of a vicious striker. I think it's a, a good stylistic matchup, but Mc, we need to see some... There's a, there was a lot of hype about McKinney, wasn't there? And like like I, like I said, the, the, he's got to have learned... The two the two losses that he's feet that he's had in his last three fights, the way that the the finish has come around has come around in very similar patterns. Knees, and then obviously the first one was a bit of ground and pound in there, wasn't it? But the the, yeah. the second one was literally a flying knee, and it absolutely wiped him out. He's just got to be a little bit more defensively astute. I don't want him to go into his shell. I don't want him to just become shot shy because that can happen in these yeah. moments. I, do, I want him to be a bit more defensively sound rather than reckless. Of which has got him into these, uh, into those two defeats. Yeah, listen, I think it's, it's a great fight for him, you know, and I think he won't have to go looking in any shape, way, shape, or form. Um, but it's it's like now or never with McKinney. Everyone's bought in on his backstory. Everyone's bought in on his story. It's about delivering now and and, and pushing on because you're easily forgotten about in a sport that's got 800 athletes, all with backstories, all with amazing. You can't just let, oh, yeah, remember that guy? You know, you've you've really got to push on. And that, and that reminds me a little bit of the Otman Azatar francesco Prado fight, which is also on this card. You know, Azatar was like this untouchable enigma, this beast out of Morocco. Him and his brother were just going to tear the UFC apart. He's got all these finishes, all these massive performances. You know, he was like kind of above the law with where he was at. 11 fights, 11 finishes. You know, he was this untouchable beast. And then they matched him up with uh, Jamie Malarkey out in Perth on the bloody Makachev Volkanovski on the card. And it was like, yeah, Malarkey, you know, he's entertaining, but he's being set up here to be the latest victim <coughs> of Otman Azatar. And Malarkey chins him in the first round. Stopped them, and suddenly the wheels have come off now. And it's like, oh, is Azatar all that? But listen, this is MMA. Anyone can get caught. Anyone can take their eye off the ball. So seeing how Azatar bounces back is going to be incredibly important. Uh, sorry, what am I talking about? I'm talking about Prado there. It was Mafravola. He was undefeated in 13 fights. He was untouchable. He was on this big knockout streak. He got released from the UFC after cutting his wristband off during lockdown in Fight Island. Mm. Craziness. Then he put him back in. Then he goes to New York. He fights Matt Fravola. He's supposed to be smashing Matt, Fra Matt Fravola. And we've got ourselves a new title contender. Matt Fravola chins him inside two and a half minutes. Oh, my God. How's Azatar going to bounce back this weekend? 
exactly the same story. Francisco Prado is their South American superstar. He's had all finishes in his 11, in his 10, 11 fights. They put him in with Jamie Malarkey out in Perth. Jamie Malarkey chins him. They're both in exactly the same position. Is the South American Francisco Prado the legit guy? Or is the African Moroccan Otmar uh, Azatar the legit guy? This is the UFC, baby. We'll match them up. And we'll fucking find out. That fight's got me fascinated. Mm. Jack Delamadalet is still in Vegas. Got himself a fight. Got himself a fight. Yeah. Basil just, Hafez. Just, just make that call for us. Go on, you be Mick Maynard. I'll be Basil. All right. You want to be Basil, do you? I'll be Mick then. I'll be Mick because I do no, a better, no, no, I'll be, no, no, no. I do a better be Australian accent. Ring, ring. No, I, no, I do it better. What are you talking about? You be Basil. All right, I'll be Basil. All right. It's ring, ring. You're picking it up. Pick it up then. I'm waiting for it to ring. Ring, ring. Hello, Basil here. Boom, boom. All right, Bez. You've got to be over 40 to get that reference. Yeah, yeah. Boom, nobody's, got boom. That. nobody's got the Basil Brush reference. Right, here we go. All right, Basil. It's Mick Maynard here, mate, from the UFC. How are you? Boom, boom, Mick. I've been mate, waiting for this call me all life, mate. I've been fighting me all life waiting for you to ring. I didn't know you are Australian, Basil. When did you get <laughs> Where are you from, mate? Oh my god! Sorry, he's from Pennsylvania, isn't he? <clears throat> Try that again. Yeah, go on then. Ring, ring. All right, Basil. Uh, <laughs> yes, I've been waiting for you to call me old career, mate. I'm 31 years of age now. I didn't think this call was ever going to come. This is my dream come true. Great. Please tell me, listen, I'm, mate. I'm in, uh, please tell me, I'm, I'm in Dana White's contender series. No, mate. Listen, something bigger than that. We've got the Apex show this weekend. We're going to throw you straight into the big one, fella. Straight oh, into the brilliant. UFC. Oh, Mick, I'll deliver, mate. You wait. I've, I've gone Australian again. Look, I've, I've got I've got five finishes in, in all my fights. I've been. A I know, star mate. I'm looking UFC. at your record now. You don't have to tell me that, mate. I know all about it. I know all about it, Bez. Um, do you want to know how you're fighting, or are you not asked? Are you just straight in, mate? Do you want me just to throw you straight in? It doesn't bother me, Mick. I'll fight anybody. I'll fight anybody. Ah, right. So, you know, just, just bring it on, mate. You know, whoever it's going to be. I'll, I'll fight whoever it's going to be. His, his voice has changed there. I'm trying to get... How do people from Pennsylvania talk? He's American. He's not Transylvania. He's <laughs> Pennsyl Pennsylvania. He's in America, you dickhead. He's not a Dracula. <laughs> to be Dracula, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Oh, this is a car crash. Okay, let's Mate, just get to the end of it. Let's just get you to met it. a lad yeah. at the weekend from Penn State, you fucking idiot, right? <laughs> he talks like him. Mate, I'll fight anybody, mate. Just let me know. Just let no, me that's know. not. <laughs> <laughs> ask me, ask me who you fighting. Ask me, ask me. Mick. Yes, Dundee. mate. Mick Dundee. Who, who am I fighting, mate? I'll fight anybody. I'll fight anybody. Well... Listen, it's a it's a it's an opponent that's it's a it's a last minute opponent. Great name. He's he's been building his own reputation in the UFC, uh, and we're going to chuck you in there right on the right on the the main shebang. We'll do you on the prelims. No major pressure, mate. It's against uh, Jack Della Maddalena. Sorry, mate. You went. 
bit, you went a bit, you went a bit quiet there, Mick. Who was it again? Who did you say? Check the little letter. Never heard of him. I'll take it. See you Monday. Dude. Unfortunately, Basil had never heard of Jack Della Maddalena. He'll hear of, hear of him on Saturday night. That's yeah. for God, I'm sure. Yes. What do you make? What do you make of the uh, Jack Della Maddalena, uh, Kevin Holland back and forth? Mm. Well, listen, Kevin Holland is the BMF. Let's make yeah, that clear. If yeah. anyone in the UFC deserves the title of BMF, it's Mother Fluff and Kevin Holland because that guy puts his hand up every single time. Every time a fight falls off last minute, in and around welterweight, middleweight, he's like, I'll do it. I'll fight him. And the fact that he put his hand up last week and said, UFC 290, Jack De La Maddalena, go ahead, I'll have it. I'll fly in. Okay, I'll miss the weigh-ins, but I'll do a check weigh-in tomorrow. Put me in. Put me in, coach. And apparently it got put to Jack De La Maddalena and Jack went, nah, I'm not interested. Hmm, interesting. Now, you know what Jack Della Maddalena should do? Mm. With all due respect, he should boom, boom, Basil, get on the microphone and go, hey, Kevin Holland, playing Billy Big Bucks, come to Sydney, kid. If you're that guy, if you're the BMF guy, come to Sydney. Let's see. I'll turn around in 10 weeks or nine weeks Come to Sydney. I'm giving you a full fight camp now. Let's do it for a minute, baby. Well, when's his Chiesa fight? 291. So he's fighting. Kevin Holland's fighting uh, Chiesa in 291. So he's at 29th of July. But it's Kevin Holland. Kevin Holland will take it on a fucking day's night. Oh, yeah. And and, and win, lose, or draw, it's still an attractive fight for Jack Della Maddalena because he's Kevin Kevin Holland. So. Well, he should just call the winner out. He said, I'll tell you what, Kevin Holland, Michael Chiesa. Yeah. You do you. You do, you, do you, Kevin you, lads. You, you were quick to jump on me. Tell you what, I'll fight the winner in Sydney. Let's go. That would be a gangster move from Jack Della Maddalena. But then again, we, we've we met the kid. And as ferocious he is as a fighter and as exciting a prospect he is, I don't think he's that guy. He's pretty quiet. He's, relaxed, he? yeah, he's, quite, he's pretty quiet, quiet man. He's, he's, he, I, would also, I would go as far as to say in Jack Della Maddalena is actually quite shy. In real life, don't get me wrong. Yeah, maybe we, that's just around we us. Around into, mates, I'm sure he's fucking having a yeah, whirl of time. No, that's what I mean. But you know, we bumped into him first time we'd met him properly, and as me, you, and Bispin, you know, it's hardly like any of us lack confidence. So it was probably a bit like fucking Ellie with these northern monkeys. Like, Jack, who broke your nose, lad? He's probably like, Jesus Christ, who the fuck are these three? Well, who are these two barn pots with this Hall of Famer? Was probably what he was thinking. So. uh but I don't know whether he's that guy, to be totally honest with you. Yeah. But he should be. Turn it back on Holland, man. He, Listen, he spat, he spat your name out to make positive headlines, and he's come out and gone, Jack Della Madeleine didn't want it, kids. He's not a real one like me. I think it's important that Jack gets on the mic and goes, I'll show you the real one is. I think it's he's going to call Sean I think he'll call Sean Brady again. Well, that's the fight we want to see. That was supposed to be the fight last week. That would have been a magnificent matchup. For Jack mm. Della Maddalena, wouldn't it? And a magnificent fight. Sean Brady's a wonderful fighter. Highly ranked, well thought of. It makes absolute sense. Yeah. Whatever happens, he has to be on the Sydney card, doesn't he? He has to be involved um, in some way. And I hope that it is against a, a ranked opponent because obviously the Australian fans would get right behind that and it just kicks Jack's career onto the next stages. Because I think we're ready now. I think we've seen the talent. I think we've seen some, yes. you know, 
what he's all about. Let's get let's get him pumping through this uh, this weight division because he is he's pretty he's pretty special. Um, I don't know anything about Basil. Going to be honest with you, you never know. It could be the no. best kept secret in Transylvania. You never know, pal. <laughs> but It'd be fucking immense. Yeah, if he comes out like a boom boom, go on. <laughs> Uh, anything else on this card tickling your fancy? That's the best of the best. That's Tyson Nam versus uh, Maximov. Right deep down there on the prelims will be an interesting little fight as well. But yeah, yeah, they, we, we've we've gone over the best stuff. There you go. That's your Apex card this weekend. Um, a quiet one as we build in towards UFC London next week. If you're coming down to UFC London, of course there will be Fight Disciples get together. So we'll uh, we'll let you know all about that next week at some point. Uh, and then the week after. Is it the week? Yeah, it is the week after UFC 291. Straight in there, no messing. It's that five-round fight between Justin and Dustin. Woo! Can't wait, Damn. kids. Can't wait. What a stretch. What a stretch of fights, I immense. Yeah, it's going to be good. Uh, thank you very much for tuning in to us. You can subscribe to us via fightdisciples.com. Everything's there for you. Please uh, hit the button, however uh, you consume the podcast. But if you are consuming it on YouTube, please subscribe helps the visibility with the algorithm. More people hopefully will come along and become fight disciples and get stuck into the content that we are making. Uh, Much appreciated. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.